I got kicked out of my widow's support group. I would say that things had gone from bad to worse, except the worst no question had already happened. When your husband has died while you're still in your forties, seriously, anything less and you have to laugh. The hallway at the Y was fairly jumping the night of the first meeting as I dashed past signs for options more likely to perk a person up. Beginning ceramics, make your own collage, wine and cheese for singles. Once, my involvement with any of these exercises in self-improvement would have seemed as unlikely as it got. But for sheer strangeness, nothing could top my actual destination. Support group for widows and widowers, said the notice on the door. End of the corridor, end of the line. Inside, the room was ridiculously mournful. There were torturous-looking folding chairs arranged in an oval and industrial carpeting the color of worn asphalt. Fluorescent bulbs cast a pickled glare over the whole affair, granting it the ambiance of a drug rehab center or maybe a parole board. I couldn't help wondering, how long till I get sprung? Most of the other widows were already in place. Pretty much everyone, I could tell, was a couple of decades older than me. No surprise there. Widows don't have a lot of company in my usual demographic. Still, I was gasping for a connection, any connection, with women like me, uncoupled in what now seemed like a world of couples. I was eager to meet them and start sharing positive, inspiring, even practical ideas about moving forward after loss, as promised in the brochure. There were props. A small box of tissues rested on one of the last empty seats. God, was it going to be one of those? I inched in, sat down warily, and balanced the tissues on my lap. There was nowhere else to put them. No tables, no cushions on those metal chairs, no amenities, strictly economy class. Unlike those starry-eyed singles down the hall, we widows weren't offered refreshments. Wine without cheese, I thought, swallowing a crooked smile. The other widows and I cut each other glances, but no one spoke a word. There were eleven, no, twelve of us, most wearing basic black. This was New York. We all had the wardrobe. So did I, of course. But tonight, I had thought carefully about what to wear. It was the opposite, I hoped, of widow drab. A pale green linen skirt and skinny ribbed tank top with silver flats that I'd bought for dancing at a wedding when my husband was still alive. I intended this ensemble to send a signal, that I might be a widow, but I was a widow on the move, ready to march forward in stylish yet relatively comfortable shoes. Forward, whatever had happened up to now. Or perhaps I was sending a subconscious plea. I don't belong here. I can't belong here. This is a cosmic mistake that will surely be corrected once somebody up there notices that I should be down the hall rocking the macrame studio. 
Aside from the women, I now saw there was one dapper, pixie-sized gentleman, even older, giving us all the eye. Wearing elastic waist slacks and clunky grandpa shoes, he engaged the room with sprightly curiosity. The others had the closed, raven-eyed look of a jury, keeping their sentiments to themselves. A jury of my peers? Everyone seemed somehow jumpy and dispirited at the same time, and suddenly, in that shuffling silence, so was I. I was having one of those out-of-body moments, one of too many in the last few crazy years, at the oncologist's office, the intensive care unit, the funeral home. Now here. What was the point of squirming in unforgiving chairs, illuminated by ghastly greenish light with these strangers, no Chardonnay or Gouda to break the ice? I wasn't looking for help with the grieving part of widowhood. I already had that one down. The 5 a.m. weeping, the stony, vacant stare. No, it was all the rest of it that I needed to tackle now. The part about what to do next. The part about who to become next. I'd never faced such a predicament before. Everything had always been simple. I was a brisk, modern, independent woman, and I worked at a brisk, modern, independent job as a newspaper reporter in midtown Manhattan. But I had also been half of a whole, and now, without that other half, I wasn't certain what was left.